Hello and welcome to Behind the Lashes with me, Joanna Lee. In this series, I'm going to be speaking to lash artists from around the globe. I want to know what makes them tick and also how they're surviving C19. So today I am whizzing down to the seaside to catch up with veteran lash artist, brand owner, and in fact, the first person to open a fully dedicated lash products shop. It's Laura Bell. She's in Cornwall. Hi, Laura. Hi, Joe. How are you? I'm really good, thank you. How are you? Very well. It's pretty blustery out there, so not the perfect time or weather to do any of your lovely swimming I suppose no it's really rough down here today really really bad do you like it when it's like that obviously not swimming no 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 <laughs> no just depressing I just want the sunshine to come back yeah well I think it's going to be better tomorrow well fingers crossed anyway but welcome to the program and I would just oh, like you take you back a bit we're going to go behind the lashes this is where i get nosy and poke around in your past oh how, how long have you got <laughs> <laughs> quite a while so you can oh, take good. your time it's got all day <laughs> got all day exactly so how was life for you growing up where did you grow up so i grew up in chippenham in wiltshire actually um and i lived there for the first 30 years of my life pretty much so um yeah I lived there with my mum and dad and my older brother um and then I moved down to Cornwall 10 years ago well 11 years ago nearly and how far away is that from Chippenham is it quite a drive it's about three three and a half hours so yeah it's quite a drive we don't go up there at all now because my parents have since moved down to Cornwall as well oh you're joking so they followed you yeah, yeah they did the same year yeah Oh, wow. I mean, was that always part of the dream? For them, it always was. And I've always loved Cornwall, but it was one of those things that just sort of randomly happened, if I'm honest. Um, but yeah, it worked out perfectly in the end. Did you used to holiday in Cornwall as a kid? Yes, always. So that's always, always. Began. Yeah, definitely. Every single year, sometimes three times a year. Um, Mum and Dad always brought us down here. Oh, lovely. So you had a brother. Was you, so yes. fairly kind of standard family unit, was it? Really standard. Yeah, mum, dad, me and my brother, George. Yeah, and he's seven years older than me. Oh, right. Were you close or no, I presume? Not, not really, no, because there was such an age gap. Um, and even now, he actually lives in the Lake District, and obviously I'm down in Cornwall. So although we are close, I think we love each other loads, we don't, yeah. We don't see each other a lot, unfortunately. Oh, well, were you, were you a good student growing up? Were you head girl or were you rebel at the back? I was very, very good until I got to about 14. So is that about year nine? So yeah. I was always yeah. top sets for everything, heading for the head girl title. And then I discovered boys and going out. And unfortunately, it all went downhill extremely quickly from there. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can do that and still be quite a good student and still not fall out with your parents. I mean, did it go completely pear-shaped or was it just a little bit wobbly? Hang on a minute, Jo. You didn't say we were going to talk about this. <laughs> and I always do. <laughs> I'll any of these questions. <laughs> And I'm not sure if I'm going to be honest. No, it went quite pear-shaped. Yeah, I was, I was bad, yeah. I was really bad um, to the point where, you know, my dad had to collect me from A&E because I was paralytic. And, oh, oh God, I could, I could talk for hours about We've my teenage years. have all been there, really. I mean, I never went to A&E, but, I mean, you know, I have been sort of peeled off pavements before. Oh God, yeah, I was ill for about three days after that. No, I had um, an interesting teenage life in Chippenham, let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> were, you, were you well known in the area? Uh, possibly. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a little bit coy there, Laura. I've never seen this before. <laughs> I had a bloody good time, I tell you. <laughs> Just, can't I did have a good time. Just can't remember mm. large portions of it. Oh, I can remember all of it, Joe. <laughs> oh. 
Those were the good old days, hey? Definitely, definitely. So when did you manage to straighten yourself out from that little um, episode of your life? Did you go on to uni? What was the next step? No, so I, if I'm honest, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, so I did my GCSEs and surprisingly, I did really well in my GCSEs because <laughs> I don't even remember the actual exams and I certainly didn't do any revision for them. Um, my mum and dad really wanted me to go and do A-levels and obviously go on to university. Um, but I decided that I just wanted to work full time. So when I left school at 16, I did start my A-levels, but unfortunately I didn't finish them. I just wasn't interested academically. I could have done it, but I just wasn't interested at all. Um, so it wasn't until I was actually 19 that I went into beauty. Oh, you went straight into beauty. So was that the, the goal? Was that your ambition when you were at school? Did you think I want to do beauty? No, so I never really knew exactly what I wanted to do. And as you know, I'm, I love animals. So there's always been something to do with animals there. Um, I knew that I wanted to do something possibly with beauty or hair. But at the time, it was kind of, I wouldn't say frowned upon. Um, but I knew my parents wouldn't have wanted me to go and do hairdressing, for example, at college. So when I was 16, I did A-levels. I did psychology, sociology and English literature. Um, but unfortunately, I didn't finish the second year. Um, and I just went and got a job or a few jobs, actually, and just worked because I loved the money. Yeah, you wanted financial Yeah, it was all about the money. (laughs) It still is. Was that because you really love shopping? Yeah, I am. I'm horrendous. Horrendous. And I think that started probably when I was about 14, 15. I got my first job when I was 15, working in a hotel. And as soon as I started realising that if you worked hard, you got paid, I was hooked. And still today, the Amazon parcels just keep on coming, do they? They just keep coming. Yeah. Although I've only bought two plants today, so I've done quite well. Two plants? I don't think I've ordered anything online today either. Two plants, I went to B&Q. That was the highlight of my day today. Are you a keen gardener? No, I'm obsessed with houseplants at the moment. Are you? (laughs) Yeah, so I can't stop buying houseplants. Are you that lady that walks around with a spray, spraying her indoor houseplants? Well, I am now, yeah. (laughs) That's because we've been in lockdown, isn't it? I think probably, yeah, because normally I'm never at home. I'm always at work. So I'm kind of thinking, oh, what can we do for the house to make it look nice? Oh, I'll just buy some more plants. (laughs) Oh, fab. So did you do the full beauty diploma? Did you do the whole shebang? Yes. So when I was 19, I went to Swindon College and I actually did. It was called a mature beauty therapy course back then. It cost me five whole pounds. And I did my NBQ level three in beauty therapy actually in nine months, which wow. looking back, I'm like, how the hell did I do that? But I bloody loved it. And I worked very hard and I did it. And what was the thing that piqued your interest the most in amongst all of those disciplines that you learned? Um, at the time it was nails. Yeah. It was all about the nails. You yeah. I was really impressed. I do still love nails. I still do nails. Um, and I still look at nail art and nail bits and pieces and I love getting a gel bottle order and yeah so I'm, I'm still into nails definitely yeah when did you discover lashes so I didn't discover lashes until really early on actually I did my first lash course in 2005 believe it or not um and I hated it hated it five yeah I did it 15 years ago um it was with Nuvo lashes I went and trained with Bridget Softly, who was at the time was the partner of Karen Betts. um, And they just launched Nuvo Lashes. And I trained in Surrey with her. We did a day. And I can remember it really clearly. And I just thought, what the hell is this? (laughs) What are these tubes I'm being asked to uh, stick on up? (laughs) But all the loose lashes. They were very puby. Yeah. And they were in tiny little plastic bags. Um, and actually, I bought them from Lash Base. And I think it was about £5 for a bag of I don't know how many. And we just used number nine and number 10 in a 0.25 J-curl. And that was it. Oh, how lovely. <laughs> they were nice. They were nice. But at the time, Joe, they were absolutely amazing. But yeah, um, initially, I hated it. Hated it. I think you are, that is the oldest 
I mean, furthest away. I can't think of the words. I didn't have a very good night's sleep, so I can't <laughs> be structuring my sentences. 2005 is the earliest lash course I think I have heard anyone do on this podcast. And I, I mean, I thought I did mine in 2010. And I thought that was a long time ago, but you must yeah, have been, early, isn't it? I mean, that must have been right at the beginning. It was, yeah. And I, do you know what? Because we didn't have social media or anything like that, I have absolutely no idea how I knew about the course. Hmm. And I can't remember how I found out about it. Um, at the time, Bridget was doing a bit of semi-permanent makeup in my salon. So I can only think it might have been something to do with that. I can't remember if I'm honest. When you say your salon, I mean, how early did you get a salon? I mean, did you set, set up quite so, early? I was 21 when I set up my first salon. Wow. Yeah, and I was eight weeks pregnant at the time. Oh, my Godfather! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I knew, I just knew that that's what I wanted to do. Um, yeah, so I was, 20, I was 21. Wow, so you really do, is, was that your son? Yes. Yes. So, so he, I mean, so how old is he then? My math is shocking. But so he will be 18, yeah, February, February the 8th. So he's nearly 18. Wow. Oh, lovely. And have mm. you got any other kids? Yeah, I've got uh, another daughter. She will be 13 in March. And that's another story. <laughs> what do you mean? Don't, you can't leave it there. What do you mean that's another story? Oh, it's well, just teenage, teenage girls are just hard work, aren't they? Bloody hell. I have a nearly 13 and a 16. And yeah. Mm. It's, um, mm. Interesting. Bring, bring back toddlerhood. Oh, God, I'd have a newborn any day. Any day. Yeah, it's hard. But it, is she hard because she is struggling with the current situation? Or do you think she'd just be hard anyway? No, she'd be hard anyway. I think it's just her age. She gets it from you, doesn't she? <laughs> well... <laughs> Every time I think, oh God, oh God, you know, but at least she's not going out getting pissed. We can't do that down here in Cornwall. <laughs> not even when we're let out of lockdown? No, I'm not going to let her out. <laughs> She'll be shut in her room. No way. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh God, what a nightmare. So when you set up your salon, was it just you? Did you have staff? How did it go? So started off with me it was just one nail desk in a really big shop um basically what happened was I was working as a nail tech full-time at another salon for probably well since I left college so for a couple of years and I came home from work one day and my dad knew the landlord he was actually our next door neighbor but one and he just said oh Alan shops come up to let on Sheldon Road in Chippenham it would make an amazing nail salon, Laura. And I just thought, oh my God, yes, it would. So I literally ran around next door, knocked on the door, they weren't in. And I don't know, I can't really remember what happened. But basically, within a week, I had the keys. My mum and dad lent me a thousand pounds. And I'm not joking, it was a complete hole as well. Mm. So I did what I could. I bleached everywhere. We had fresh flowers. I didn't do it up. I mean, like now people spend thousands and thousands and thousands, don't they, doing these salons up. I had no money. Um, and the first week I turned over nearly 900 pounds and it was just me on my own doing acrylic nails back to back eight in the morning till eight at night, probably longer, seven days. I have had a banging headache at the end of those days. Yeah, I loved it though. I did love it and I loved the money and I could, I knew that that, that was going to be it. So it wasn't long within six months. I had another member of staff that worked with me doing nails. There was two nail desks and within a couple of years I had seven, seven nail stations. Oh and have you had salons ever since? Have you ever been without yes. one? Oh, actually, there was a period of time when I moved to Cornwall. Um, I didn't have a salon probably for about 18 months. I worked from home for a bit of time, but it was purely because we were looking for the right premises, really. We couldn't find anywhere that I knew was, gonna, was what I was looking for. And when you did that move to Cornwall, I mean, was there a bit of fear and trepidation? Did you think, oh, it's going to take me a while to build up my client base? How did it go? Because obviously you're working from home initially. Were things really so? How do people find you? So what happened is I was in love, Jo. I fell in love, so nothing else mattered. Okay, well, now, now it's all coming out. 
Yes. So basically, I fell in love, madly in love. Um, and within six weeks, I had sold my house that was my own house. Um, and I moved down to Cornwall to be with my now husband of nearly 11 years. So that's what happened. So I left everything behind, bagged everything up, got my kids and moved down here. So it was a fresh start. So it was a fresh start and that was the only reason and it wasn't you know although I look back and I think god you know the business blah 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 but it was um I didn't care I was completely blinded mm. so to start with I thought well I'll have a couple of months off I'd saved a bit of money so I did that but I knew really quickly there was no way I wanted to work from home and I wanted to sell them so were you married before getting really no 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 I wasn't Steve's my, my first first husband First and last, uh, hopefully. First true, first true, true love. A hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. Oh. So when did you discover that, obviously you did that course in 2005, how quickly was it that you realised lashes were your thing or one of your main things? Um, I would probably say it wasn't really until I actually moved to Cornwall, which was about five years later. Really? So in that time, I kind of dabbled with lashes. Mm. Um, and I had actually taught a little bit of lashing as well, because back then, and thinking back, I didn't even have a teaching qualification. Um, but I was still teaching a little bit of lashes. And then when we moved down here, there was nobody in this area that did eyelash extensions. And I could see straight away that if I started doing them again, it was going to be a hit and it was oh brilliant so i mean had the yeah. cornish had the cornish people even heard of eyelash extensions i don't i mean they must have done they must have done but from what i remember when i moved down here there was literally nobody that did them in this area i mean there might have been sort of around the falmouth area but in falmouth no there wasn't there wasn't anybody that did them so it was a real opportunity did lashes take over did that become your main income did it take over from nails it was 50-50. So all of my nail clients that I started to get quite quickly, um, they were all having lashes as well. So as soon as I sort of said to them, oh, you need to have eyelash extensions, da -da 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 -da, they'd be like, oh, yes, please, I'll have them. They'd have them and they'd tell their friend. And really quickly, I was very busy. Wow. Well, I bet when you were lying in A&E when you were 14, your parents were cursing you. You had no idea how <laughs> successful you were going to be. <laughs> Oh my god it's so weird isn't it because you just don't know how like your life's going to turn out but no I didn't expect it to go down this route at all. What is life like in Cornwall? Obviously it was quite a rash decision in a way just to up and go yeah. because you thought you were yeah. following your heart. Is your husband from Cornwall? Why, why Cornwall? No <laughs> oh god this is another story Um, so basically he's actually from Chippenham Wiltshire as well mm -hmm. so we did know each other previously um but he had moved to Cornwall and when he got back in touch with me he was obviously down here um and then I came down to stay with him on a couple of weekends and obviously it was sunny and all the rest of it went to the beach and I thought this is just going to be amazing so no he's not originally from Cornwall he's originally from Chippenham as well right and do you I mean your Instagram I'm just like my tongue's hanging out half the time looking at your days I mean I know <laughs> Instagram is all about posting the best bits of your life most of course but it does look idyllic it is beautiful here and I would never ever ever live anywhere else possibly abroad but again it would have to be near the sea mm. um so yeah I definitely made the right decision 100 percent. I, I love it down here we're literally two minutes from the beach and even on a day like this and it's miserable out there if you go to the beach it just makes you feel just yeah. so good yeah what about your kids? Because obviously Cornwall, it, it, it's a bit sleepier than some other locations you could grow up in as a teenager. Do you think you'll manage to keep them there? I mean, what, how, how do they find life? Do you think they'll be buggering off out of Cornwall as quickly as they can? Or do you think they're as in love with Cornwall as you are? I think they do. Um, I think Macy will probably definitely move away. Um, and maybe Ed will. He would like to go to university at some point, but he's not ready to do that, I don't think, for another couple of years. They love being at home too much. Um, and obviously my parents are down here as well, and they're very close to my mum and dad. Mm. Oh, that's good. Um, your son is often on your Instagram with you. He does the whole swimming thing with you, doesn't he? 
So he's only just started um, really, really recently. He, we're very close. Yeah, obviously yeah. he's a lot, he's older now. Um, and it's taken a long time. And like yourself, you know, you've got children and it's difficult when they're younger and then suddenly they get to a point and they become your friends. Um, so we do spend a lot of time, especially at the moment, obviously, we do spend a lot of time together. Is he a good boy? Yes, he's unbelievable i am so proud of him oh my gosh everyone that yeah. i know all of my friends that have a girl and a boy the girl gets a really hard time and, and the boy gets away with absolute murder there's something about mums and their sons mums just go completely mushy over their sons i know i feel a bit guilty actually <laughs> but no, i think you should um me and Macy haven't got to that stage yet you know yeah. she's still a teenage girl it's difficult and I'm hoping that you know in the next few years our relationship will develop and it will become like that and we can go shopping together etc etc but I mean I do all of that with my son now anyway <laughs> he's recently started nicking my makeup what <laughs> oh yeah comes down with the eyeliner on and I'm like hang on a minute is that my eyeliner <laughs> I think I maybe it's because you you judge a girl by your own kind of standards because you get them. You kind of know the tricks and the ruses and everything that they're doing. And you kind of, so maybe that's why you can be a bit harder on a girl than a boy because it's a bit more Venus and Mars. Who knows? I, I don't know. They're completely different personality wise. But again, you know, they've got a five year age gap. So mm. I think that's obviously something to do with it as well. Do they get on quite well? Very well. Yeah, they're really close really close which is lovely to watch sometimes <laughs> yeah sometimes not all the time right? unless no unless they're ganging up on me <laughs> oh okay oh i love your mug mrs b mrs b it's good isn't it yeah lovely so um talk me through the the swimming is the, how long have you been doing this and why do you do it so i've not been doing it that long um i'm gonna go in with about two months and that is a guess um i've always been attracted to the sea and i've always loved swimming so in the summer when we go to the beach i'm always in the sea and my husband's always like oh it's too cold it's too cold but and i love it and if we go on holiday i'm exactly the same i always want to be in the water um but i've never thought about cold water swimming or wild swimming Mm. I've always thought bloody hell you know they're completely insane it's absolutely freezing so I've never never thought about it but my next door neighbor actually she goes quite regularly and she just said oh why don't you come and I said you know what I'm going I'm going to come I've got the time so one morning really early I was like what the bloody hell am I doing Steve's like what are you doing you're never going to get in and I just thought well I'm going to I'm just going to go for it you know and because I went with a group of girls in, just in your cosy, it's, is it, it's called skin swimming, I think, isn't it, without a wetsuit? Yeah, so I just went in my costume because I don't have a, and I still don't have a wetsuit. I can't be dealing with the faff of it, to be honest. And, and going into that, <laughs> well, going in a little bit deeper as well, I quite like the feel of the, the water on my skin. Yeah. Sounds a bit strange, but I do. Um, I don't know, all that sort of connecting to nature kind yeah. of thing. And um, basically, I went that morning and I, it was really, really rough. But for me, it was the feeling I got after where I'd been. It was like a sense of achievement. And it made me feel just alive, really. Um, so you since then, I've been alive. Still alive. <laughs> yeah, which I couldn't believe I was still alive because it was so freaking cold. Honestly, you've never felt anything like it in your life. And when you first go in, you can't breathe which is weird. You have to kind of control your breathing because it's so cold, it takes it away. But the feeling afterwards uh, is just incredible. Well, that's got to be endorphins or adrenaline. Yes. Endorphin rush. Yeah, it is. And obviously the blood is, is pumping around yeah. your body to try and keep yourself warm. You don't need to even stay in there long. But um, when you get out and you get dressed and you uh, just be buzzing for the whole day. Do you wear um, like, be, do you wear like rubber shoes or something? I hate touching the bottom. So on the first time I went, obviously, I literally was just in my costume um, and the local beach just before you get in the sea can be a little bit stony. And when I got out, because I was so cold, my feet were agony and they were then on the stones and it was really, really, really painful. So I knew I was going to have to buy something to put on my feet if I wanted to go again, because it was 
agony. Um, so I literally just bought some shoes. I think they were like four ninety nine or something yeah. for me. But you know, I thought I'm not going to spend loads of money on a decent pair, and they're brilliant. They're still going now, and I wear them every time. Do you have one of those fancy um, suits? The the towel, the the big towel dress thing that you get changed underneath. So I have now. Yeah. yeah. Well. Again, another little story. Basically, I bought my set, my husband one, the year before for Christmas because he's into fishing and he, he saw these coats and he said, oh, that'd be amazing for fishing. So I said, well, I'll get you one for Christmas because they're like a couple of hundred pounds. Really? Um, so I start, yeah, so I started using his, but he actually bought me my own for Christmas. So I've got one now. <laughs> I quite fancy one. I saw one in cargo, like print. <laughs> yeah, so I've got actually camo, look at them now. Not cargo, camo. Yeah, camo. So I've got a camo one, and then you I've have. got a black and pink one. Yeah, I've got a camo one. Two? Yes. Yeah, I'll show you. I'll show you oh, in a sec. Oh, you see, I just quite fancy one for just going down to the hot tub. <laughs> oh, Joe, get one. Honestly, they're absolutely brilliant. They keep you really warm as well, and they're good to put on straight away afterwards. Well, I'm hoping that our local outdoor pool opens, you know, in the not too distant future, because it was open throughout Christmas, and I missed out. I never went because. I do not like being cold. Having said that, this lockdown has done funny things to me. I'm now walking in the park, in the actual outside. (laughs) (laughs) I don't walk anywhere. I'm the laziest. I'm not lazy because I go to my dance classes and I go to the gym to get my exercise. I've never seen the point of going outside and walking. Oh, you don't have dogs, do you? (laughs) So, so I'm a new, I'm a new woman. I got wellies for my birthday. Like, so I, I'm like, I'm like in it now. So if I live near the sea, I reckon I'd be giving it a go. But yeah, you would. And I honestly, if anyone is listening and they want to give it a go, you must give it a go because it is just, it's changed my life. Honestly, it's amazing. I love it. When you say it's changed your life, people are probably listening. Going, what do you mean it's changed? How? How has it changed your life? Um, I think mentally I struggle a lot, as we all do. Um, and most of the time when we're not in lockdown, I lead an extremely stressful life. My life is very, very, very stressful with family and running through businesses and just full on all the time. I don't ever get a break. And I can often be really stressed. And if it's my day off at home, I don't want to do anything. This makes me it's given me another purpose. Mm. So when I go swimming in the sea and I don't even have to be there long, when I come out, I just feel so much more positive. It gives me so much more energy. Uh, And I'm just hoping when we go back, you know, I'm going to continue to keep going because it definitely helps relieve stress and gives me more energy. What is the process? So what time do you, I mean, say we're out of lockdown and you, you're back to running your three businesses what I mean obviously it's difficult in the winter months when it's dark until quite late I mean do people go in the dark or not too dangerous people do we went in the dark a couple of weeks ago and it was absolutely brilliant I mean I wouldn't go on my own (laughs) (laughs) no we went in well it was meant to be like a moon um like a moonlit one but unfortunately it wasn't it was really cloudy and a few of us went and it was absolutely brilliant but no I would go early in the morning sunrise Oh, that would freak me out bad enough <laughs> not being able to see the bottom in normal sea in, in the daylight but in the dark I'd just be like imagining no 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 I was going to be like that and I'm really surprised I'm not but I don't care about that it doesn't even come into my head you don't really have sharks there anyway do you but you do have I hope not. in there jellyfish and things that you need to see to get out of the way of yeah, I just don't think about it. You're so brave. So you get up at what time to go swimming? Say, what, are you in the water by eight? Could you do it before work? I could definitely do it before work, especially in the summer. So that's what my plan is to do, sort of get down there quite early and then come home, have a shower, get changed and then go to work. Um, but at the minute, I wouldn't go down there until about eight o'clock. Mm. sunrise is normally about quarter past eight have a quick cup of tea on the beach before we go for a quick swim mm. oh you do the tea before the swim tea before and tea after right and do you have to take your feet off do you actually swim i mean do you get any exercise or is it just yes. about submerging yourself for a little bit 
no I like to have a little bit of a swim again it depends who I'm going with if I'm on my own I'll probably swim more if I'm with a couple of girlfriends um then we only swim a little bit um but you've got to be careful not to stay in there because I'm not wearing a wetsuit I've got to be careful not to be in there too long Mm. because if I get too cold I'll be freezing for the rest of the day I heard somewhere that you should be in the water for as many minutes as degrees of the water or the air temperature I can't remember which way around it was it might have been the water temperature have you heard that no I've just started doing a little bit more research into it um, and finding out like what exactly the benefits are and how um, what the best ways to do it are to give you those specific health benefits and I've started following uh, is it Wim Hof the ice man on Instagram um, and reading up all about the cold showers so I want to start doing that Okay, so I was just going to say, we're not all as lucky as you living near the ocean. Is there anything that us land lovers can do to get yes. the same benefits? Yes, so if you follow Wim Hof on Instagram, um, you, it's W-I-M-H-O-F, I believe. Wim Hof. I think that's right. Wim Hof, Wim Hof Iceman. Um, And he does the cold water therapy and the cold shower therapy. And there's actually on his Instagram, there's something that you can follow. So you're doing like 20 seconds of cold water for five days and then you do 30 seconds and then you increase it and you'll still get the benefits then. Although I have heard it's a lot harder doing the cold showers than actually going into the sea or going into the water. Oh, well, let's face it. We've all got fuck all else to do. So we might as well. So come on, girls. Yeah. Yeah. And apparently I know a few people that do it every single morning and it's meant to give you the same feeling. So I'm going to give it a go. Well, I mean, cold water, of course, is incredible for your skin and for your hair. And always do a cold rinse at the end of your shampooing anyway to close all the cuticles. And the same with pores of your skin so it does make sense when I've been sea swimming my skin for the rest of the day or for the next couple of days just feels unreal Mm, glowy all over yeah glowy all over whole body (laughs) I mean you are a real outdoorsy girl anyway you love riding and horses as well I've seen your horse on yes I've got a horse called Indy I've had her nearly five years now but I've always been into horses since I was probably about I don't know, six or seven. So, yeah, I've always ridden since I was a little girl. I don't, unfortunately, ride as much as I used to. I'm just not very fit at the moment, if I'm honest. Does your daughter ride? No, kids aren't interested at all. They love the animals, they love the dogs, they love the cats, but they're not interested in the horses. Oh, so is your horse stabled nearby? Yes, she's about six minutes away. So I go up to the stables twice a day and again, I take the dogs. I, I do love being outside and I love animals. It's funny because I've got like that two sides. I like being quite glamorous mm-hmm. and working in the salon or at the academy. But then I also love being covered in mud, in my wellies, covered in hay, horse hair, dog shit. I don't care. <laughs> so how has it been through this whole kind of Corona coaster? We got locked down in March what did that do to you and to your business? Gosh, it feels like such a long time ago as well now, doesn't it? Um, do you know what? I still, for me personally, it still doesn't feel real. Mm. It's still like it's not actually happening or it's happened. Um, and I have been extremely lucky with the support from my family and my husband, the girls at work. We've all sort of really come together as a team and just got through every single day all together um but it's been really hard you know obviously the salon's closed the training academy's closed i've got no income coming in at all from any of the businesses people aren't buying lash supplies at the moment or they very rarely are buying lash supplies though all of those sales have dropped off yeah and it's such a shame because i think it was around sort of august september you know my sales i couldn't even believe my sales were reaching sort of the the three, four K a month. And obviously that's dropped down to maybe a hundred pounds a month if I'm lucky. And that was this month. When you're looking at your sales, can you sort of detect when a, a mood change, when you, when you think that lash artists start to think that they're coming back to work, do the glues start to sell and the, the lashes? Well, sell? 
I've only been doing supplies for it will be coming up to two years in August so it's really only kind of taken off for me mm. in the last I would say 12 months and obviously it's been really affected because of yeah. COVID so I can't really tell okay. yet no I, I don't know yet um and that's where I'm really sort of putting all my efforts into at the moment because I absolutely love it I love it so much I've always loved buying so I thought I'd buy and then sell <laughs> you can just go shopping all the time which is basically what I do spend thousands of pounds on lashes it all arrives I get all excited and then I sell it and make a bit of money so why not <laughs> talk me through your shop oh my little shop so in the lockdown um I basically I've been looking for somewhere to do my teaching for a long time the salons only closed on a Sunday and a Monday and we were having a lot of people asking for teaching throughout the rest of the week so we didn't have the space so I was looking for somewhere else where we could do the teaching um and obviously I knew that I was growing my supplies so I needed somewhere to to keep the stock as well and I was probably looking for a good six months and then this unit happened to come up and it's perfect it's five minutes from home it's five minutes from the salon so basically it's half an academy and it's half half a shop yeah and it's Brilliant. I love it up there and how much teaching have you been able to do through this whole I not as much this time but I've recently started doing quite a lot of business mentoring mm. which has been really popular so I've been doing that I've got some more business mentoring to do tomorrow did which you... I have to say is something I love as well sorry did you announce something yesterday on Instagram or tease something that was coming soon that then, then I didn't yes. see what it was what is that yes yeah so um well myself and Tanya Withers have been working on something probably I would say oh it's got to be over a year um so we're hoping to launch that in the next couple of months oh so it's still a secret it's a secret I can't tell you <laughs> Laura that's really boring can't, can't, no one's listening can't just tell me <laughs> No, it's secret. It's one sworn secrecy. We need to wait a couple of months for that then. Yeah, but it's going to be amazing. And, and myself and Tanya have become really close over the last couple of years, which is really nice. She's only about an hour and a half away from me. Nice. Um, but we speak pretty much every day on the phone. Um, and we've just got, you know, she's got her businesses, I've got mine, and we've just got so much in common. So, yeah, yeah oh, it's really nice. Your lash, your lash bestie. Yes, yes. We've all got one, haven't we? yeah I do love the business I mean do you find generally it's a pretty cohesive and supportive industry to be in 100% yeah I really do um especially over the last year and it's just incredible how we all come together and we all support each other mm -hmm. you know with the supplies with the training and obviously with the social media I mean it, social media is just absolutely massive now isn't it mm -hmm. and that's pretty much where I've built my academy and my supplies i've built it on instagram which is one of what i would like to keep building on um and everybody just supports each other it's brilliant you know so what would you say to girls out there any tips and tricks for building their business on instagram you have got to push yourself outside of your comfort zone um i started attending lash events and conferences a couple of years ago and actually i was really inspired by jamie from lash face and ava scarlet beauty and they were there and they were just talking about social media and pushing outside your comfort zone and i thought do you know what i'm i'm going to do that i want to do this i want to push this side of my business so if i'm going to do that i'm going to have to do it and i knew i could do it so i've i've, I've gone from that really gosh really was it only that long ago that you kind of made that transition it feels like you've been around in my kind of you know view for forever it feels like you've always been prominent in the industry so you're you've done a brilliant job of really getting your brand out there I think it was I can't remember it was only a couple of years ago I mean I was always really active on Facebook mm. I've always used Facebook a lot but obviously I'd never put my face on the camera mm. I certainly would never have done any of that whereas now well you can't, can't get, get rid of me can you? <laughs> can't get rid of me now I'm on it all the bloody time I love it <laughs> oh fab so let's just finish off talking about coronavirus and have you had any real lows well have you had anyone 
around you get coronavirus, get COVID-19 and have there been any points where you've just thought this is just horrendous? Shit. Um, actually, no, I don't know anyone personally that have had it, thankfully. Um, yeah, I've had a lot of lows. And I would say a lot of them came in the November lockdown. Mm-hmm. I found the November lockdown the hardest. Unfortunately, I slipped a disc in my back. So I was in a lot of pain for that. And it just really, really got to me. And I just didn't want to move off the sofa. I had absolutely no get up and go for the business at all. Didn't want to go back to work. Basically just hated life. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think we all have our ups and downs some days I'm really motivated I'm positive I want to do stuff get stuff done whether that's business or home related and then there's some days that I would just much prefer staying in my pajamas all day and maybe bad but I always feel worse if I do that yeah do I mean when you have days like that do you listen to your sort of malaise do you allow yourself to have those pajama days or are you a believer in just cracking on getting up and getting on with it no, I'm a believer in getting up and cracking on. I don't, I don't have a lazy day. I can't ever have a lazy day. But then I've always got something to do. So even if it's walking the dogs, I've still got to get up and get dressed. And the dogs have still got to be walked. The horse has still got to be fed. Um, and obviously with children, there's always something that you've got to do for them. I couldn't go a day without doing washing or, I don't know. So there's always something to be done, isn't there? So even if it's a lazier day, there's still something that you've got to go and do. I do. I mean, I know that lots of people are struggling to stay motivated at, at the moment. And obviously it's January. The weather is pants. Mm. But what would you say to those that are struggling? Oh, it's really it's a really hard time for everybody. But it is going to end. Mm. Um, hopefully this is the last time that we are in lockdown and things are going to get better. Covid is going to finish and things will get back to normal or as normal as they can so this isn't going to last forever and I completely believe that eventually you know all our businesses are going to be absolutely booming when we go back I think I think there's going to be such a massive cash injection in 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 all areas of business because people are just going to be desperate to get out there do something fun make themselves feel better buy themselves something new I mean I hope so hopefully yeah I really hope so for everybody I mean unfortunately like I think it was around 5,000 salons actually had to close in the last the last 12 months but I do think figures like that there's other reasons why they've closed you know it might not necessarily just be financial because obviously we've had a lot of help from the government as salon owners um, and premises owners so I think there's probably other reasons for that but it will it will get better and we're going to absolutely smash 2021 yeah do you think it's do you think you've had enough help from the government? I think yes, I I have personally. It's we've been very fortunate. Obviously, I've been self-employed for a long time, so I've been able to claim the self-employment yeah. grants. We've had grants for the premises as well, so I've been able to pay the rent. Um my husband's self-employed as well. He's got two barber shops. So we, we have been really fortunate. We've had the grants. So yes, but I know there's a lot of people that haven't wow he's got two barbershops now this is interesting so when there was all of that hoo-ha about the barbers you know the beards and on the face treatments and stuff I mean you must have loved to have been a fly in the wall in your house (laughs) well actually they don't really do a lot of beards anyway um no beards when they do no beards in Cornwall but I was like hang on a minute that's not fair I can't do a lip and chin wax you know oh god yeah it was just bloody ridiculous wasn't it really the whole thing yeah, I mean, I was, I was sort of stalking barbershops just to see if they were, like, waxing nostrils and stuff. It's just ridiculous, isn't it? Just the whole the whole thing. And obviously, he was allowed to open, and my hair salon was allowed to open, but yeah. my beauty salon couldn't open. And Well, that was a real kick in the teeth as well. But at least you had multiple streams. Of exactly. Income. And this is yeah. what it's all about. And I think all 100%. of us have learned that we need multiple streams of income going forwards definitely 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 so yeah so I could open my hair salon in July so that was great because we were absolutely stacked but obviously we couldn't open the nail and the lashes until however many weeks it was afterwards so I was a full-time receptionist for a couple of weeks I bloody loved it oh lovely 
So where do you want to see yourself? Where do you see yourself in, say, five years? Oh, God, I don't know. On a boat somewhere. On a yacht, maybe. <laughs> so re retired? <laughs> yeah, with a Gucci handbag. I don't know. Um, I, lo I love it here. I love being in Cornwall. We'll be here for a long time. Um, I absolutely love my salon. I love the girls that work with me. There's nothing that I don't like about my career. I think eventually, unfortunately, I will have to step out of the salon a little bit more because I still do two full days at the salon working either lashes or nails. And I love it, but I think I'll eventually have to step away from that. Mm. But do you think it's key as a trainer to keep your skills up? Yes, to some extent. Mm -hmm. But I think when you get to a point where you've been doing it for so long, um, as long as you're keeping within the loop of things, yeah. for example, if I hadn't done eyelash extensions for 10 years and I was teaching it how I had learned 10 years ago, yeah. then that's not going to be of any benefit to anybody. So things are always changing. So you definitely need to make sure that you're keeping on top of everything. Yeah, definitely. But I don't think for me now personally, it would matter if I was still doing the treatment or not. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Do you um, think that you're, you've still got places to take your business? I mean, do you want to continue growing? Are there other directions that you want to take, Laura Bell? I think I've got to where I want to be, as in I don't want any more premises or anything like that. Don't get me wrong, I'm always thinking, oh, we could do with a bigger salon. But the problem is the building that I've got, I absolutely love. And although the building's probably not big enough and I could probably get another building and expand, I don't want to. I love the building. So it's just perfect as it is. And I think sometimes I need to sit down and think enough is enough. You've got enough work on your plate. You can't take on anything else. Mm. And I feel that I've got to that point. But I do want to expand on the supplies. Yeah. OK, well, good luck with that. I'm sure you will. Thank you. Based on your track record. Now, you said, <laughs> you said earlier that you when you are working, when we are back and we are open and, and full power, you lead an incredibly stressful life. Is this not has this not been a learning curve for you during these multiple lockdowns? Is there not something you can do to make sure that your life isn't quite so stressful yes a hundred percent do you know what joe before the first lockdown i actually used to still work in the salon four to five days a week right. with a busy column so the first change that i made when we went back is to cut that down by half right. so when we went back in was it august i'm mm -hmm. gonna go with um i dropped my yeah i dropped my days down to i was doing a tuesday wednesday thursday and a friday seeing clients but I'd, i dropped that by half Oh, cool. Okay, so that will make a big difference. It made a massive difference. Yeah, huge. Although I was teaching on the other days, it just ah. helped. <laughs> the thing is, what was happening was when you're with a client, and, and you know this because you obviously still see clients, when you're with a client, you can't physically do anything else, whether you're lashing or whether you're doing nails, you can't actually do anything else. If someone emails you or the phone goes, you, you can't do that. So if you're seeing clients however many days a week, I physically couldn't do anything else. And, and sometimes my time is better spent yeah. doing nothing. And that's why I used to get stressed. Yeah, because then at the end of the day, I'd think, shit, crap. You know, I've got like, I don't know, 30 emails. I've got to reply to those. I've got to order this, do that, clean this, do that. So, yeah, I've had to kind of drop that down. Yeah. Mm. Well, I'm sure you have made sensible choices. And also you've got your swimming as well. Yes, I have got my swimming now. You maybe want to go swimming, but not today. I've got raining and bloody hideous. I don't think I'll be going today. That's for sure. Maybe tomorrow morning. Ah, <laughs> oh, so listen. If you had to make a prediction about when we are going to be back to lashing, oh my god, I don't know. What would you say what's in your gut? I do you know what? I'm normally really good at stuff like this, and I always bloody get it right as well. I think I'm a little bit witchy. Um, no idea. No idea. We have, we have opened our diary at the salon from the 1st of March. Wow, 1st of March. Um, yeah, but my husband is convinced it won't be until April. Yeah, well, I'm, uh, I just wonder if they'll bother doing it before Easter. I think Easter's quite 
Easter's beginning of April, and I just wonder if... Oh, God, that page is away. Page is away, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. Mm. I mean, to be honest, no, there's no point second-guessing, because there have been right. so many U-turns all along the way. I think, I think exactly. the review, I think, is the 15th of February, so... But even then, I won't believe... I don't actually think I will believe it until I'm actually sat on my saddle stool doing my first client. Completely agree with you. Until they say, you can open on the XYZ, then I'll know. I, I just can't even guess it. But we have opened the online diary from the 1st of March, and I don't even know why we've done that or where we've plucked that from. Just but to I just to feel keep that yourself positive. Yeah, that's just something to look... Yeah, definitely. Mm. And if, it, if it's not then, it's not then, and we'll change it and we'll sort it out at the time. But there's a lot of clients, there's a lot of people waiting for appointments. Oh, God. Of course. Well, won't it be amazing when we get back and the weather will be better? We've just got to somehow... My stepmother always said to me, Jojo, put your thumb up your bum and your brain in neutral. No, yeah, I, get no idea what that means, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do it. Just, I'm just going to be rolling with that for now and just trying to yeah. take one day at a time. I have got better. That's all you have. Yeah. Living in the present. And let's face it, that's what little kids do, or some big kids live yeah. for the moment. And I have got a little bit better at that. Yeah, you have to, don't you? Because that's all we can do. We, you know, we have to. And it's nice to do things like this as well. And we're so lucky because there's always something else for us to kind of do to have something to look forward to on a daily basis as well yeah absolutely it's been lovely talking to you laura thank you so oh, much for coming on. thank you and uh good luck with your swimming tomorrow don't get washed away oh god <laughs> i'll have to have a little look at the uh the weather coast, coast guard looking for laura yeah. no 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 sorry <laughs> i shouldn't have said that i wasn't manifesting that or magnetizing it or whatever we're supposed to do all of this manifestation <laughs> oh god i haven't started doing that yet i don't on my list i don't really understand manifestation but it, it sounds it sounds painful it sounds good <laughs> <laughs> will you take oh, care i'll speak soon thank you so much for having me joe thank no you